Hello everyone and welcome to our first podcast. I just wanted to tell you that it took way longer than we expected, two hours, we being Evangelos and myself. So I cut it into four pieces. So you'll hear my voice like this uh, to uh, signify the beginning and the ending of each part. So this is the first part where we'll basically just be talking about board game news and the games we played. The other parts will be mostly centered around Kickstarter and you'll see them later, okay? So, four parts of each roughly about half an hour. Enjoy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to So Many Games, So Little Time. Uh, my name is Joachim, and I'm here with... Evangelist, as usual. And, <laughs> and this is the first time that we're doing a podcast. Very, very exciting. First of all, what is the podcast about? It's going to be a mix of... Well, we're going to focus mostly on Kickstarter, but also other stuff like games that we've played, board game news in general, whatever is worth talking about, basically. Okay, so let's start off with some uh, quick board game news. I think the one that stood out most to me was the the fact that TI4, Twilight Imperium 4, a fourth edition, is now going to be on Board Game Arena. It's not there yet. But uh, what do you think about that? I, I'm trying to wrap my head around it. Um, how long will it take to play? <laughs> and, and I'm also thinking about the table space. How are they going to implement that onto onto the screen? Well, apparently um, there's already like a Discord where they're playing actively and then the, the bots are taking care of all the stuff and uh, all the agent and the movement and everything. Yeah. And it kind of reminds people of uh, back in the day when you would play by email pbem like those games that would take months and literally those people play, yeah those people who play on discord they literally play for months and and of course that brings some some problems with it because you need a good group yes and you know um exactly uh and it, i think it ultimately comes down to people you know right yeah because you can't invest that much time and then someone doesn't show up and you have to kick them out and start over and the game ends yeah, exactly. Yeah, but then the thing that they fix that in Discord, but you can't do that on BGA. If someone drops out there, somebody on the server will drop in. But I don't think that's yeah, possible. You can't do that in normal game, no. So they say that yeah, you need a good group, and a game is gonna take months because a normal game already takes like eight to twelve hours, uh, or maybe six to twelve, whatever. I think I might easier play uh, three-player games now, though, because I only play six players in real life. But on BGA, I might be tempted to do a three-player because that might be a lot shorter just yes. to test out the factions more. Mm. I just think it obviously would be more difficult, but obviously if it had an AI, it would make more sense in, in some ways, right? Because with an AI, you could play the game at your own pace. You could then play a six-player game, even though just two of you, that kind of thing, right? Like a normal app version. Yeah. I'm surprised yeah. it's on oh, on Game Arena, not an app. But then again, obviously, it's more difficult to uh, program uh, AI for it. The yeah, people people were joking like, "What's next? Mage Knight on VGA?" <laughs> but, but no, but Mage Knight would work because it's it's one of the best solo games of all time. Yeah, exactly. But this, I think the joke was more about the the time that you spend on it, of course. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, I think I'm I'm curious to see. Uh, how I'm curious with the sorry. I think it's the usability makes me wonder how they're going to make the usability well going on 
since they already do it on discord hopefully they were smart and they were part of that discord or they did their research there and then the implementation will be way easier and i know on bga they also do like the they have these forums right wherever you can like suggest games and i know people have been asking for it for quite a long time so you know i don't know what do you play on bga now knowing on the topic <laughs> my uh work life is super busy right now <laughs> so at the moment i play almost nothing on bga <laughs> but i think you have time you have time to play ti4 it's a good point well maybe they'll be more motivated then maybe i'll be more motivated but uh what i played is a it's a wonderful world because that's super fast but then once again that's the opposite of uh <laughs> of twilight imperium 4 i play a lot of lost ruins of arnek on them i played arc nova a lot on them yeah gonna try and start playing heat on them yeah 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 oh heat yeah i just got that but I haven't haven't okay. touched it yet okay um the other board game news is something that we're not going to talk too much about because we're going to make a pot about it next week uh, in two weeks and that's uh, essence spiel and uh, simon bangkok the the expo they have there which we will both be attending yeah looking forward to that yeah, yeah. Uh, finally, something in Asia. <laughs> yes, and it looks like um, it looks like every year the Simon Expo is getting more and more established. Mm. Like I think this year is the first time it's now signed a spiel. Yeah, and they're gonna have games that will. Like, so hopefully next year there'll be more games available from spiel. I'm actually wondering since I'm uh, making all these uh, Marvel Zombies videos, if I mm -hmm. should message them and say, "Do you want me to?" sit down and explain the game for people while i'm there <laughs> but then of course there's a bunch of other stuff you can't do if you do that so i don't know it's uh yeah something to think about anyway yeah. anyway you were, were talking about um bj and stuff that brings us to the board game buffet <laughs> what have you been what have you been playing the last couple of weeks um as i, I uh, two nights ago i played australia australia for the first time yeah that's the uh martin wallace uh train game stroke cthulhu yeah game. have you played it before no but i i know about it and it's it's it, yes. like the mashup is like huh <laughs> yes it's almost like it's it was almost like martin wallace who's made some of the best training games ever he's like he he took the mantle he took the challenges i'm gonna make a cthulhu train game and mm -hmm. it does work it does work and it's it's, like, it is, if I remember yeah. correctly, is it true that the first part is that you're building trains and everything? Yes. And the second you're building, part your network, you're, you're building your network into Australia from the from the outside from the port areas. And it's kind of like an there's a lot of interaction in this game. So there's a lot of there's a race to the, the resources mm -hmm. that the map holds. And as you go start exploring, you start um coming across the old ones and then you have to fight them to protect your your network, your farms, and your port. And yes, it's, it's, it's and also there's a um, semi co-op uh, aspect to the game in mm -hmm. which if one of you gets devoured or devoured by Cthulhu, everyone dies. Or no. the, 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 you're you're eliminated, and then it goes to points. So no. it's a very it's an interesting balancing act between. Um, wanting your opponent not to do well but at the same time needing him to to take on cthulhu so the person who gets devoured can no longer win right 
he's out the game and then it goes straight to points. Yeah. And at that stage, it's more likely that Cthulhu wins because it's actually again another instrument because what happens in the game, the game is seeded with with Cthulhu with 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 old ones uh-huh. face down. And so at the end of the game, if they are still haven't been seen, they worth double the points. Cthulhu gains the points. Ah, so he gains all, so it's basically like an automa. Basically, yes. He he, uh, he is competing with you. In fact, he also goes around the, the score the, the score the, the time track and uh, and does actions with you. Cool. That sounds very intriguing. Because in the beginning I was like, well, well what and especially if you don't see the, the, the designer who did it, it was like, huh? Another interesting aspect to the that the, the, the version I got, which is I got the big box Kickstarter version. Uh-huh. It also has a uh, apparently got a very good solo mode with the campaign. Yeah. So oh. I'm, looking, I'm thinking about trying the solo mode sometime. So how long, how many times have you played it? Was it the first time? We pl- it was the first time I played. We actually played twice because well, the one our, um, the one guy I was playing with, um, he got a little greedy and he thought he could take on Cthulhu a little early and he got, he lost, he, he uh, ended the game early. So we lost, we lost quite early in the game because he didn't prepare well enough for Cthulhu. So then, we basically got a chance to start over and try again. Because and I'm asking because it's not a recent Kickstarter. So how long did you? How long have you had the game before you actually? I've played? had it for a while. I've had it because again, I, I, I have had a chance to play it, and I've been wanting to play it for so long. And so I yeah. just options, you know. I know it was, I know on, the, it was on the self of shame. Yes, it was on the self of shame. I know the feeling. Yeah, yeah but at uh, least I got it out. I finally got it out. So I was quite excited. Let's for that. Very true. Yeah. Um, one of the games, well, the game I play the most is, uh, of course, Marvel Zombies, because as you know, we live in Hong Kong, so we tend to get Kickstarters early. And this one had like almost 30,000 backers. So for the channel, I was motivated, but I was also extremely motivated because it's Marvel and Zombies. And uh, I have to say, I'm really pleasantly uh, surprised because I don't often back games that have like multiple boxes because i think it's like a bloat and everything mm-hmm. but now because of the channel i'm going through every box quickly and they're all very different like the all the heroes play so so annoying these emails um the fact that all these all these heroes play very different the different game modes the different maps are all different so and the one that i played last was the pvp and it basically turns Marvel zombies into a MOBA, like League of Legends, where yeah. the minions no longer, like the zombies and the troopers, no longer attack you, but they just slowly move to the other side of the of the, the map, to your base or the opponent's base. And when they reach there, they score points and they disappear. But at the same time, you have your heroes, the, the zombies and the regular ones, who are duking it out, who are trying to support the troops. They have special cars that allow you to spawn more or make certain minions go faster or heal or do more damage. So it's basically just typically like a defense of the ancients, right? Like a MOBA where you get points for uh, objectives and everything. And mm-hmm. it just changes the whole game because I never thought of a well, I said Marvel Zombies, Zombicide, of course. So yeah. I never figured Zombicide to be that kind of game. I don't know if they did it with any of the previous Zombicides, like a, a PV, PvP. No. No, I think it's I know. I think you can easily do that uh, as well. But I mean, it's, yeah, it's really cool because it turns into a PvP. People who don't like co-op all that much, suddenly, you know, it's, uh, it's really cool. But is it um, just a two-player PvP? And well, it's just two, to two teams or two teams, yeah, two teams, yeah. So two to eight, but then you all have your here. But I have to say, 
making these videos where I constantly control all the heroes. I make more mistakes than I regularly do <laughs> because I have to think about all the things. Obviously, I'm not going to do PvP by myself again. It was just for the video. But, mm. you know, I do want to play against someone else and then just focus on my team and, you know, okay. see what happens. And, uh, yeah, I was really pleasantly surprised. And uh, now the biggest challenge is going to be painting them. So and, you do it. Yeah, and actually I want Galactus because I didn't back Galactus and now I feel sad. Because I'm maybe we're available in in Bangkok. Yeah, I'd like to see my wife's face when I get home with that. <laughs> with that. Is it? Uh, it was free. <laughs> so I don't know. Um, did you play anything else? I'm busy. I'm busy painting, and uh, right now I'm painting Marvel um, United. Mm -hmm. I'm making leeway in that, and I'm also painting um, monsters on board. Oh yeah. Oh, I still have to I do that. Painting. Yeah, okay. Painting that. So, so I really just did the base for the oh, so, Cool. So I'm that. Right on now. time for Halloween. Yeah. So <laughs> that's a good point. But yeah, that's what they're painting at the moment. But as I said, it's it just feels like there's so much to paint because I've got the all in as well for the Marvel Zombies. I mean, for for Marvel United, mm -hmm. and it just feels like there's so much to do. But it depends on how much detail you want to put in there, right? I mean, in general. Just, I don't know. I think I think your one will be more difficult because the chibis are a little, a little easier to paint because of the de yeah. there's far less detail. Well, I it's think. what it's what I thought about. I mean, the zombies and everything that'll be easy because that's going to be a quick work. Like you know, it doesn't really need to have too much details. But the I mean, the, the actual walkers, you know. But then the heroes, you want to look good, right? You want want them to look good. So exactly. that's going to be probably like one mini either every day or every two days so it's going to take a while yeah for sure so when you start <laughs> i have to finish uh so yeah uh, there's my uh, yeah, I, I did oh, this one cool. yeah very nice very the nice Sentinel. So, yeah. The Sentinels. yeah so for the people who are just listening uh you can see the picture uh the video on the video on youtube <laughs> sorry <laughs> um yeah so did you play anything else um I, what else I, I played North God. Mm -hmm. I also I also painted that version. Uh what's it called? North God Uncharted Lands, based on a video game. Yeah. For later on. And mm -hmm. it was I, I kind of just delayed playing that one because um the Dice Tower didn't give it a good review. Uh-huh. You know, when you back at Kickstarter, you start worrying that okay, maybe I shouldn't have got this one. But then I played it on th Thursday night and I was actually actually i did i actually enjoyed it it was it was very straightforward it was um it was a it was a streamlined 4x game that actually was fun i actually did have i did have fun playing it it has this uh deck building element mm -hmm. where all your actions are based on the deck you expand on the board and i, I had a very interesting um one, one one mechanic i really enjoyed was the fact that the first person to pass gets first dibs on the upgrade cards Oh, okay, yeah, that's right. So the deck, so the deck building, you, know, you okay? First, you have your asymmetric power because you got your heroes and your clan. Because so you you got a couple of cards that gives you um, some asymmetry. But basically, that you you upgrade your cards by there's a there's a real there's like four cards as or the amount of cards per player, and the first person to pass gets first dibs on those cards. And the last set of cards after the, in the last round of the game, those are end of game scoring. Well, I like that mechanic because. 
um, Endless Winter has something similar if you use one right. of the modules that if you rest earlier, you get the bonus. Yeah. And I like, I like, I mean, that's probably not as as big as the upgrade cards that you're talking about, but just the, the idea of making people think about should I stop earlier or not? And then the whole mind game of is that person, that person might, gonna, might go for it. So I really like that mechanic because and it was you know, surprised. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. No, I just said that the, the one was the thing it stops is that that one element of, of, of um, competitive deck builders is that you take a card simply because you had nothing else to take and then the next card that comes up is perfect for the next guy. <laughs> you know that <laughs> feeling, right? That you've basically given him the card that you wish to. That's Arnak. Something like that, right? <laughs> so that, it prevents that, right? Because there's only these four cards available and yeah. everyone knows what they are and then you... You're trying to make the decision yeah. if you want to go for it earlier or not. Yeah, that's my biggest gripe with Arnak. But I was surprised with uh, the fact that they made a game out of it because Northgard is just like a mobile phone game, right? I mean, it's not like a, a triple A game or whatever. So I was like, huh? Like, okay, fine. Well, yeah. yeah. It's a simple, as I said, it's a simple, yeah, expand a 4X game. And yeah. I actually, I did like it. Um, I have. I'm, I'm gonna quick fire a couple of these because uh, uh, I play like four or five games uh, the last week and a half. Mm -hmm. I was lucky for once. I played Chicken. <laughs> it sounds stupid, but Chicken is basically. Have you ever played Zombie Dice? I think I played with you many years ago. Yeah, Zombie Dice is like a staple for my students and friends for a quick filler. Well, basically, Chicken takes that a step further. So it's just a dice game. Very simple. You roll a couple of dice, I think five white dice or whatever. And if you roll a chicken face, it's a point. If you roll a fox face, if you have three fox faces, you die, right? So it's push your luck. But you can also have an egg. If you roll an egg, that means you take a die from the middle, which is colored, and you add it to your dice. So at any time you can, and, and re-roll if you want to, at any time you can stop. For example, so I have three points and maybe five dice, I'm going to stop. And then in other games you would reset. But in this game, all the dice that you've used, if you didn't uh, bust, all those dice go to the next player. So instead of rolling the initial five or something, they might be rolling eight, which okay. of course increases the chance that they might bust. So they're like, and it's, it's just a lot of fun for a very short time. And uh, it was a Kickstarter as well. And uh, yeah, it was, uh, well, people can see it, but I'm going to make a video about it as well. Uh, last time we, we played was, well, basically hilarious because you're like buzz, 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 and you see foxes, yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, it's very okay. silly. Um, I played Zombie Kids just now before my daughter went to bed. My oldest, she's about to turn six, so we played Zombie Kids, which is a kids legacy game, yes. basically. And uh, you have a couple of zombies. They they're invading the school. You have two heroes in the middle. Very simple. You move. If there's a zombie there, you kill it. And if you and the other person go to one of the edges of the map, uh, which basically the entryways, if you're there together, you high five and you lock the gate. And if you lock all four gates, you win the game. But if all the zombies are on the board, you lose the game. But even when you lose, you get a sticker. It's for the kids, of course. And if you win and you get some uh, some specific, specific mission objectives, you get like a, a sticker of a brain and a cup and you paste it. And if you, at the back of the rule book, there's like a whole long list of uh, places where you put the stickers. And after every amount of stickers, you can open an envelope like a legacy game. So basically we have to play three times and then we can open an envelope. 
if you uh, even if you yeah. lose like if you lose every time you have to play five times <laughs> but she likes it it's fun because she like makes all these noises ah die and stuff like that so that's very nice um isn't the fact that it's a basically the same game over and over again isn't it well the there's a ton of envelopes and mm -hmm. they, and there's like in the rule book there's like a, as usual like spaces where you place place the new rules so as far as i know you're going to get new characters abilities and zombies with abilities as well so that is supposed the same to... location every time though isn't it oh the board stays the same but you have two sides the other side is more difficult but the board stays the same yeah okay. but then again you know it's for young kids so there's also another zombie kids legacy game i think it's zombie teenagers or whatever evolution yeah, zombie kids evolution yeah. yeah that's that oh well, i'm just happy that she wants to play uh so i'm slowly starting to introduce some more real games uh so yeah okay i have two two more three more i have mercurial you know mm -hmm. mercurial it was a uh, kickstarter very beautiful looks amazing and gameplay wise it is okay like mm. it might be in my top 100 but then the lower ones because you're all a mage and it, it kind of takes away uh, kind of takes its cue from uh, uh what do you call it spice road right uh, or golem edition that one so you have the cards and you play them you get you 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 get your resources and you're trying to create a spell but there's also some math involved which i'm going to save you now the trouble of explaining it to you but Basically, the game mechanics, they're, they're fine, but it's just very pretty. So people will stop by and say, oh, wow, what is this? But, you know, game-wise, it's, it's okay. Um, and then we have Age of Comics, uh, the Golden Age. Yes, how's that? That is, I I, I like it. Uh, we played it with our good friend. Uh, I played with, my, with our good friend, Miguel, and uh, he beat me, but it was so close. <laughs> but uh, the, so I played it solo and I played it two-player. Basically, you have your own comic book uh, production house, whatever, and you're trying to produce comics, and those will go on a ranking, and every round they will drop one step, so they'll become less popular, which makes sense. Uh, but there's ways to boost your comics because you have like you have a basically worker placement. You place your your editors, you get to do certain actions. Uh, for example, you have to hire writers and artists, and then you have to also uh, develop the comic book. And then you have to combine all three, and then you produce your comic book. But then you can also get money for royalties. You can uh, go to the city, Manhattan, and go around to do marketing. Uh, depending on how, how popular your book is, you can get certain things. And the cool part is, which is kind of original, I feel, you make one comic book, it's fine. You make a second comic book and you unlock your special action. And they have like three locations that make the previous actions more powerful, give you certain benefits. You make a third comic book, you can have another cube that goes to the level three actions. And then another one, level four. So you have like six possible actions. We can only choose three. And if you make another comic book, you can move them around a bit, but that's it. And... And that's something that our good friend did a lot, which was kind of annoying. You make an original comic, and then the other players at the table can create a knockoff, a ripoff. For example, you have Gang Wars, because it has like the actual comic cover, right? It has Gang Wars, and then the ripoff is Bang Wars. <laughs> it's so stupid. And it's like gray. Um, and like love letters and like passion letters or whatever. But basically, when you uh, do uh, when you build a knockoff, you 
it doesn't it just helps you try to get majority if you also have an original comic but it also gets you some money but doesn't give you any end game scoring so it can help you produce more stuff basically he went full ripoff and i went full original and we was at 90 to 83 but mm-hmm. i made a stupid mistake last round it could have been 1990 but he still would have won but uh yeah, anyway I, yeah. yeah i remember having it on my um remind later on kickstarter yeah i didn't go for it in the end i think because superficially because it wasn't pretty enough i think i think the the comic the comics themselves the cards and and, and the, the little comics and everything makes it really cool the coins are nice the gameplay is i would say good yeah. it's better than mercurial for example so i would see that more in my between let's say 50 and 70 my top 100 maybe we'll see but, I was just trying to find an excuse not to back it, I think. No, but I mean, I feel I, if you I was interested it, in it. I was really yeah. interested. You're like like he also said it's it's okay. Now you know you bring it, break it out, people will like it. Uh, but it's not like uh it's not like a staple or whatever. It's not like wow, you have to play this, it's mm-hmm. crazy. It's just serviceable, good, you know. And Voidfall, have you played it? Not yet. It's just because I want to I want to play it one one of these Friday nights. It's just I'm intimidated by the rule book. Yeah, that's why I played with two play- people who played before. <laughs> uh, so they they basically because uh, I watched the video of Paul Grogan, the master of uh, how to play, basically. And after that, I was still like, "What?" But apparently, in the rule book, you can do the solo, and it really holds your hand, like it, it really walks you through it. And it is a real. I thought it was a really good game, although some people at the table feel there's not enough interaction with each other, like not enough fighting or whatever. Although you do have different scenarios where you can actually focus on the fighting, and once again, it it feels a little bit like Spice Road because you have your cards in your hand that you play, and once you put them down, you know later on you'll get them back. But it's like you know, yeah. and you can. Uh, well, you don't get new cards though. The cards that you have are the cards that you will have, but. You also like the, have to balance the corruption, which uh, feels a, a bit like Lords of Waterdeep. Like you get corruption, and that might give you some powers, but then you want to get rid of it as well because they mm. will block certain points or make it more difficult. Basically, block scoring like a lot. So, which is something that I and also it increases the power when because after every round the Voidfall will attack you, right? So if you have no corruption whatsoever, they're really pathetically weak. But if you have a lot of corruption, it's like, oh my god, and I lost like a whole, <laughs> a whole uh, cluster or whatever, because I only realized it later on. Like I have way too much corruption. But even then, the scores of all four of us were really close. How long did it take then? Well, we played like four or five hours. No, four hours, I think. But it also depends because every round, uh, you. I forgot the name of the card, but you will take uh, a round card that will say how many turns there are, like basically how many cards you can play. And we always had like four, 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 and I think one time five. But it could also have been six, 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 five or something. And then the game is much longer because you have more uh, turns in a round, basically. Um, so, yeah, they said uh, they were actually kind of surprised that it was over as quickly. And it, I'm saying, saying four hours because they had to explain it. And then we had rules questions. And the iconography is like, oh my goodness, so many icons. <laughs> it makes sense. It's true after a while, but still, it's a lot. It's a lot. I liked it. I want to play it again as well. But then Marvel Zombies arrived, and then yeah, you know, as zombies do, they they they, they demand your attention. Fair enough. 
Yeah. I also played Red Cathedral with the expansion. Mm-hmm. Have you yeah. tried that before? No, but uh, our good friend told me about it that you played. But that's really uh, good game too. It's a really good game, yeah. Yeah, it's got one dice and yeah, and, it's tile laying, right? Um, no, it's actually got the it's a, it, it's got these cathedrals, these cards that laid out to make the cathedral, mm. and mm. you're kind of competing to build certain segments of it. Yeah, it's been a while since I've seen it. Yeah, okay, I can I can okay. picture it, but uh, yeah. Quite. So it's quite it's quite very interactive in that way, and there's also this one dial which you move the dice around according to the pips on the dice to get certain resources, and a work a action spot. Good enough so, for your top hundred. Sorry. Good enough for your top. I think 100. it actually would squeeze in there. Yes, it's very clever, and it comes in a really small box. So the expansion is put in the, in the small box, and yeah, it, it, it actually shows. It's a very clever design, and that's why I'm also really looking forward to the White Castle, which is by the same team. Hmm. But that's that's has, hmm? that, that sounds pretty crazy because that has like nine actions, right? Yes, right. In the whole game, that's <laughs> that's one of those games that, that I'm going to lose. I didn't I feel that limited. I thought it was more. Uh, apparently, uh, I mean, that's what I read. I don't know how trustworthy my source is, but uh, but uh, it's it's on my list too because it also looks really nice. Very pretty game, and I said it's it's actually has a very small footprint, which is which is a bonus for for the (laughs) game. Yeah, I think it's the total opposite to Voidfall. I'm looking at that now; it's like a monstrosity there. Yes, yes, yes. I saw someone paint it as well. Uh, It looked nice. And unfortunately, that too. Mm. Okay, let's move on to the next section. Okay, that was the first part. Um, The next part will be all about Kickstarters, so stay tuned. And as usual, you can find us on all the socials, uh, Instagram, YouTube, obviously. This is where you're listening to this now, most likely. Um, The podcast should be on uh, Spotify and everything else as well down the line. I hope as quickly as possible. And um, also check Discord, Instagram, uh, everything else. Okay. All right. Bye-bye.